This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. this series kind of starting over is a similar situation. I'm so glad that we can look in the family photo album, and that's what this is. Mm-hmm. This It describes scenarios, pictures, frames, uh, you know, from generations past, the people of God, uh, the family of God. They're one and the same, the people of God, the family of God. Uh, their journeys, their experiences, their encounters with God through this, uh, through this life in the greater, grander uh, plan of God for yes. his family that, that uh, originated in his heart and will, and will end uh, with, us, with us going on with him forever and ever and ever. And it's quite a story. Uh, it's quite a history, his story. Uh, so we want to, uh, uh, like Jesus, uh, the Bible says that he went into, when the time came, there was a proper time. God's word is always on time and just in time. Because every purpose is assigned a time frame. For every purpose under heaven, there is a time, an appointed time. How many of you know God's not surprised by this time? That God purposed you to be born. And yes. uh, the Bible says in one place that he, that he assigned the time and he assigned the, the locations where we, would, uh, where, would we, where we would be born and where we would live. Mm-hmm. And uh, aren't you glad that God knows, God knows all about it? He knows all about us. And he knows exactly what he's doing. Why don't you say this with me? God, I believe you know what you're doing. God, I believe you're doing. Now, see, that's a faith statement because there have been times where we doubt that and we question that and say, God, do you know what you're doing? Because I sure don't know. I'm trying to figure out what you're doing. <clears throat> a couple of you laughed. Uh, look at your name and say, cheer up. Cheer up. It's okay to be glad. You don't have to be sad or mad today. God's not going to hurt you. He's going to help you. Amen. Amen. Uh, But we want to go to the book of Haggai. And it's just two chapters. But I believe that this is a similar situation. It's a picture from the scripture. Uh, It's a part of the family album where the Bible says history repeats itself. And why would that be? Well, because God's the same and, and generally people are the mm-hmm. same from generation to generation. Yes. yes. People are the same. Amen. In need of a Savior. In need of redemption. Mm-hmm. In need of heaven's help. Yes. The Bible says that we were born in sin. And sin would be, would be this... Uh, uh, missing God's mark for us. Remember that happened a long time ago. Adam and Eve missed it. Why aren't you glad Jesus hit it right square on yes. the 
in the bullseye. Amen. Yes. And what was lost has been restored yes. to us. Yes. He made a way for us to be filled with the knowledge of God. That we could know God's will. We didn't have to live in the dark because he is the light of the world. So in Haggai chapter 1, um, the first thing that we need to understand is this. That there was a remnant uh, and they were uh, sent back to the land. The land had gone through uh, a terrible time. There had been uh, uh, war. Then they were exiled. There was famine. There was disease. There was... Uh, uh, again, war, and uh, the people of God were, were exiled. They were dispersed. They were exiled. But now they were, there came a time frame where God raised uh, up uh, uh, kings in the, uh, in the places where they were sent and sent them back. They were people that were sent. Say, I am sent. I am sent. Into this generation. Into this generation. Into this time. Into this time for God's purpose for God's purpose so they were sent back and the assignment was from ungodly kings uh, they said go back and rebuild the temple go back and settle the land and rebuild the temple now when they came back there they were a remnant so there wasn't a lot of them are you listening they were what was left over and uh, when they got back there Really, uh, the cities, uh, a lot of the towns, the countryside, uh, was there was a lot of rubble. And especially uh, the temple, what they were looking at were the remains, which was just a pile of rubble. Have you, uh, can you associate that uh, somewhat to uh, the last, uh, uh, some of the times that we've just been through where the church is concerned? God's temple, God's house. Where the world is concerned, we're in a reset and a rebuild, and there's a uh, there seems to be that there is a lot of uh, rubble, uh, the rubble of trouble to deal with. Can you associate with that? So it says this uh, that. Uh, they had been sent back, and in chapter 1 it says, On the first day of the sixth month, during the second year, King Darius reigned over the Persian Empire. The prophet named Haggai gave a message from the Eternal One, I'm reading out of the Voice Bible, uh, one, to men, one to men named Zerubbabel, Sheetil's son, and the Jewish governor of Judah, and Joshua, Jehozadak's son, and the high priest. This is what the Eternal, the commander of heaven's armies, who is more powerful even than the king, has to say. So well, uh, God was establishing himself. He said, now I know that you've heard the word of the king, and that's an authority in your life. Uh, but he sets himself apart and sets himself above. He's saying, this is God talking. This is God talking. I know you've heard the news. I know that uh, there are a lot of voices out there. And I know some of them are very significant. But this is God talking. Amen. And he said this. This is what the eternal, the commander of heaven and earth said. These people living in Jerusalem say it's not yet the right time for them to rebuild the temple, the place where the eternal one dwells. You know, God will locate 
uh, where we are in our attitude. He, he knows the secrets of men's heart. Now, why would they say that? Now, they had been sent back there. Uh, they were in the place, uh, in the right place, at the right time, God has sent them back there, but they weren't doing the right thing. Now, why would they say, and God challenged, he goes, you say it's not the right time. Well, men, they're in survival mode. They're having to deal with a lot of stuff. It's not just outward rubble. It's internal fears and, and uh, fightings of having to start all over again. And the place is a mess. The, there's, the, there really isn't really an economy. There's having to, you know, the government, everything was in a mess. And so, you know, uh, it became, when you go into survival mode, Sometimes, you know, what God, uh, God's just one more thing. It's easy, it's easy when we just get ourselves on our mind, uh, you know, and surviving for ourselves and just uh, getting through and getting by uh, that we forget about that our life has a higher calling, it has a higher purpose than just ourselves. We are sent here not just to make it through, and survive. We're sent here to do the will of God and to serve the purpose of God. Which in this case was, uh, let me read down a little further. He said this, the prophet Haggai gave a message from the eternal. Do you think the time is right for you to live in secure and lavish covered homes when my house still lies in a heap of rubble? So apparently what had happened, they got, uh, you know, they... They, uh, they started in a direction from a decision, because he, he goes on and says, I want you to think carefully about your choices, see. Once you just start down that survival road and taking care of me, taking care of myself, see, um, it, it really takes us in the direction uh, further and further from the purpose of God. You know what, you think about this, and the original, uh, the original temptation and test of Adam and Eve was that uh, the devil called into question uh, God's heart. He called into question God's plan and God's purpose for them. And uh, really, uh, he introduced uh, this thing called the fear of, of missing out or doing without. Can you trust God? You probably better take matters into your own hands and take care of yourself. And see, it's always this, this tension between, you know, trusting God and then trusting in ourselves. And when trouble comes and tough times comes is when that comes to the forefront. We really stand at a Y in the road and we're going to do one or the other. So... Uh, he goes on to say this. He said, uh, "He said, now you're okay, all right? You've been working on your house, but my house still lies in a heap of rubble. Think very carefully about your choices. So three things we want to do here. Number one is we want to listen. God's, God spoke, and I believe God's speaking out of this uh, today. Number two, we want to look because God's going to reveal some things. He's going to show some things. This is how God does. He, he, uh, he gets us to 
He wants us to listen to him. Then he wants us to see what he's trying to show us. And then we want to learn. Everybody say, listen, listen. Look, look, and learn. learn. That's how we approach the word of God. Always. We're lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. Disciples, followers yes. of Jesus. And what are we learning? Learning God's will and God's way. So, uh, and so God taught a life lesson. Now, now, now God does not direct us. Uh, by outward circumstances and situations. He wants to direct us from the inside by the Holy Spirit, leading and guiding us by his word, the revelation of his word. However, he does not waste the outward circumstances or situations in calling our attention, and those things can become signs that confirm. They're confirming signs on the outside of God's leadership on the inside. And so he said this. He said, think carefully about your choices. You have planted a large crop, but your harvest is small. You have food to eat, but it's never enough to satisfy. You have something to drink, but you're never filled. You have clothes to wear, but they are not enough to keep you warm. You earn a salary, but the money runs out quickly as if there are holes in your pocket. Think very carefully about your choices. So what he's what he's basically doing there is he goes, How is this how is this working out for you? You know. Now remember now now remember, you know, the object of this life is people for your life. Mm-hmm. Not just stuff. You're not gonna bring any of that. That won't make it through uh eternity's door, death's door. It all stays here. Are you listening? We use it. Mm-hmm. You know, God's not against us having stuff. Not against us building our houses or, or enjoying uh, this life. But not at the expense that God's house lays in ruins. And what would God's house? It's not just a physical, uh, a physical place, but it is a it is a spiritual people. It is a family. Yes. He goes, you and your form may be okay, but, you know, are we, in the, are we in the place of, you know, that we're not using our faith for the no more? I got enough to deal with with the problems in my own house. I have enough to deal with with, with uh, you know, with uh, my family problems. Well, God says, well, you know, he asks us to trust him with ourselves. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, is a faith statement. And while I'm tending to God's family and God's business of getting more and more, are you listening, uh, people born again, people introduced to God, I'm trusting God to take care of my family as I'm tending to his family. Because they're not just natural children for us. They're spiritual yes. children for our lives. Amen. Well, you can jump in here anytime that you want, Miss Sandy. He said, think very carefully, verse number 7, about your choices. Go up. Now, now he changes uh, thing. He said, uh, that, see, because he's really God. God is saying, is talking about desires uh, that he, re, you know, his desires and what he requires. Mm-hmm. 
to live to please God by faith is that we're concerned with what does God desire and what does he require in our life. Is it okay for God to require something of us? He has no problem with us requiring something of him. Are you listening? So is it okay for God to require something uh, of us? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. If we're going to live to please God. Now, he says, I want you to go. Everybody say go. Go. That's a familiar word, isn't it? It's right at the start of go ye into all the world. Mm -hmm. Into your world. Into the one that you're in. Your surroundings. Your neighborhood. uh, Your town. Your city. Uh, your geographical location, your sphere of influence, in, the, in your vocation, where there are people around you for your life. He said, go and preach the gospel. You know, That doesn't mean you're going to stand up on the soapbox, but it does mean our life lived for God yes. purposefully. Our life as a light... Uh, that we view the job not as something that where we're earning a living at. It is a place where we are showing forth, the, holding forth the word of life, and we're showing people the way to life. We're showing people, not just telling, but we're showing people with our life, I am on purpose. I am here on assignment. You know, I remember being in some places and... Uh, um, you know, the people that uh, were from my life there, they're kind of rough guys, you know. They listen to corn. One of those guys got saved. I'm glad for that. But it was a satanic rock group, and, you know, they would uh, uh, jab me and jib me with all that kind of stuff, you know. And I would just tell them, you know, they go, why in the world are you here anyway? I go, I'm here for you. You may not like me. I may not like you, but I'm here for you. Amen. I'm here to be a witness for you. Well, just stop it. We don't like, you know, I wish you'd go away. It's like, I ain't going nowhere till I'm done. Amen. Amen. It's something about, listen, you know, uh, being on point, on assignment. It's easy when times get like this that we forget about the main thing. And we get sidetracked and distracted and we just start trying to survive. You know, we're... All of our prayers are about our problems and our troubles and our family. And, you know, uh, instead of trusting God, see, and then praying about his family. And remember, his family isn't just the people that Jesus said this, I have other sheep also Mm -hmm. that are not of this flock. I have other sheep also. He said in another place, he gave the example of the one lost one, when it's lost, becomes the priority. And, and didn't, that he didn't care about the 99, he made sure they were safe and they were secure. But then he left them safe and secure, tended to what needed to be tended to where they were concerned, but then he went after the lost one. Amen. Wherever you're at, God is after the lost ones. Wherever you work, wherever you live, wherever, that's the priority of God. When we drive down the uh, roads here, God is 
mind and his heart is towards the lost ones. And we can join him in his, uh, in his work. He said, he said this. Uh, he said, go up to the mountains and bring down trees to make lumber and build my house. Do this so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored by it. So there, he's, he's, aren't you glad that God is good and he's merciful? He is making an adjustment. He, is, he just said, we need to make an adjustment. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to call your attention uh, to some attitudes and some actions and and call to a degree into question. He goes, I just want you to consider carefully your choices. And he said that, uh, this because priority, because he, he, God is about priorities and practices. You know, really our priorities show up and are revealed in our practices. Our attitudes are revealed through our actions. And God says uh, this in Matthew 6 and 33. You you know these verses of scripture well. I guess you're going to let me do this all by myself. Okay. I'm waiting for the right moment. Okay. I'll I'll be a big boy. I'll go ahead and keep on going here. Uh, Matthew, the sixth chapter. And we've heard this uh, many times. So we need not just an Old Testament uh, witness. Now, be careful about that and that you just say, well, that's the law. See, the law, not it's never, listen, it's fulfilled in Jesus. It's not taken away by Jesus. It's fulfilled with Jesus. Are you listening? He said not one jaw, one tittle, you know, uh, is going to pass away. It's forever. Are you hearing? Amen. So, Matthew, the sixth chapter, it says this. He says, uh, I'm going to read out a verse. Um, 21 says, so don't consume yourselves with questions. What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Outsiders make themselves frantic over such questions. They don't realize that your heavenly father knows exactly what you need. Seek first the kingdom of God. You got to deal with being consumed with ourselves before we can get out, before we can be consumed with seeking first the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is is his ruling and reigning in the hearts and lives of people. Us first and then others. Seeing God's kingdom advance into people's lives. That's what he's saying. He goes, don't be so consumed with your own life that just the naturals. It's more than naturals. You're here for more than natural things. And boy, we've been dealing with some naturals for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Both, as, uh, both, I mean... Worldwide, in the country, in the community, in, in, in our own lives. And what is that all about? It is, to, it is to get, if the devil can't stop you, he needs to sidetrack you. He needs to distract you. Are you listening? If he can't, it, he'll just push you in a different direction and make such a commotion and such a mess and so much confusion and chaos that we, that we no longer have our eye on the prize. What does God prize the most? People. 
Who does he prize the most? He loves you. But now, I'll tell you, you know, uh, uh, the one that's in, in your family, the one that's in trouble becomes the pressing, doesn't it? Isn't that right? Well, you know, who's in the most trouble? The saved kid that won't do right? They're saved, but they just won't do right? Or the one that's never been saved? Are you listening? I mean, this, you know, me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. God's going to work on that situation. All right? But the, the deal is, is God have any ability to work over here with these lost people if somebody's not praying for them? If all we're praying about is the one that's already saved, jacked up, but saved. Hmm? Kind of like the dog with the invisible fence. Go on ahead. Run all around you want. Bark, you know, pee on the border, do whatever you want. But I tell you, don't pee on that electrical field. It's going to hurt you. You're only going to go so far. Because God loves you. You're his child. Even though you're messing up, messed up, all that. God will handle all that. He loves them more than you do. But what about... Are you, we only have so much time, so much attention. What about, what about the ones that, I, he knows we're concerned about that, but what about the ones that God's concerned about most, the lost ones? Isn't that right? Now, I'm so consumed with my own trouble that when I'm around other people who are really in trouble, because see, listen, if you're still running for the, if, you st- if the devil, if you're still under the dominion of darkness, you are in real trouble. Because it's not just... You know, the Lord said, don't, don't be fretting over what uh, the one that can, you know, work and kill the natural body. He said, be concerned about the one that can, that, uh, you know, that can determine your eternal destiny. Isn't that right? Are you hearing? The devil's best is to just drag people to hell with himself. And they're all around us. They're probably more around us now than they've ever been. Hmm? Amen. And God's working in the prodigals too, you know. I mean, but, uh, uh, you know, but asking for the ones that have never heard, never had an opportunity uh, to hear. We've got generations now that, you know, uh, uh, their parents didn't, don't go to church. Isn't that right? They don't know anything about it. I remember, you know, at 23 years old, I gave my heart to the Lord. But for 22 of those uh, uh, years, pretty much, I mean, you know, I didn't. Nobody told me you had to be born again. It took a guy on a job working with me that he, the first thing out of his mouth when we had conversation, he asked me, was I born again? Now, there's a boy who knew why he was there. He recognized. He probably prayed for God, make me a witness. Yes. And boy, I'll tell you, I sure am glad that he did. I'm sure I'm glad that, you know, that it wasn't just casual conversation. I mean, the first thing at a, other than I'm so-and-so and I introduced myself, we said, he didn't waste any time locating where I was at spiritually with God. Amen. Let me just, I'll read something here about to reiterate why Haggai is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, after thousands of years, the book of Haggai remains largely unique among the books of Old Testament prophets for one key reason. The people of Judah listened. 
Haggai's message to rebuild the temple was passionate, simple, and straightforward. No one could mistake whether or not his direction had been followed. The results would be evident for all people to see through the physical act of rebuilding the temple. The people begin to indicate a shift in their spiritual lives from devotion to self towards devotion to God. And, you know, we can all sit here today and probably say over the past several years, due to, we can say, life, circumstances, we could name off a whole bunch of things that have caused us to maybe shift from God's total heart of what pastor's been talking about, of concern for the lost, has gotten a little shifted because we've had so much going on in our own lives. Our own lives have gotten turned upside down. We constantly hear about the world turned upside down every single day and around the nations of the world that we have kind of lost, you know, that fervent, that fire for the lost Mm -hmm. that are out there, you know. We're not inviting We're not going and telling and sharing our story. We're not praying every day, say, God, send them across my path. Send somebody, whether they come with me or not, to this house. But I was able to either pray or sow a seed, you know, into their lives. It's like we've lost that fervent and that hunger. We've been kind of just like, well, God, like Pastor said, we're just out here surviving. You know, God, I've just got to get through my day. You know, but see, if we'll get the focus back off of us and our problems and begin to focus again out there, one, our lives will begin to change and go in a different direction because now we're letting God in because we're not trying to handle it and fix it. And, you know, as long as we've got our hand on our stuff and on our life, you know, then God says, well, when you get done doing what you're doing, let me know. And I'll step in and help, you know. And so if we'd get off of us and get back out there witnessing and crying out every day, God, send them across my path. Oh, God, give me an opportunity to tell somebody, you know, of your love or just to share, you know, something that he's done in my life. You know, I'm telling you, God is going to begin to move. And not only your life going to change, but you'll begin Mm -hmm. to see this house fill up. See? The house cannot fill up if they're not asked, if they're not invited, if they're not evoked to say, you know what, come with me, because I want to tell you about a God that changed my life, that saved my life, that turned me around, that healed me, delivered me, set me free, delivered me from alcohol, drugs, sex addiction, that brought me up out of the miry clay of depression. You know, people need to hear, but how will they hear? If we don't go tell. Mm -hmm. And who's he going to use? You and me. It's not just going to happen. And we got to get back to that place. It's a focus of faith. Taking taking by faith. You know. God you're big enough to handle all of. And perfect. Finish. Everything that concerns me. Okay. Uh, And I'm going to take that by faith. But then I'm going to use my faith and focus my faith on advancing the kingdom, which is simply winning the lost. Mm -hmm. 
All right, being part of, of, of helping people to take one step closer to God. Sometimes you're planting, sometimes you're watering, but God has always given the increase. The other thing that God said simply about this was he said, uh, and we're going we're gonna to look at things for every problem. See, there's a promise and there's a plan yes. and then there's power when we follow that progression. It said God add, added daily to the church such as we're being saved. The church was not, they were not focused on building the church themselves. They were focused on the advancement of the kingdom of God, which equated to them, people need to be saved. Okay? Salvation. And God, out of, the, out of those that were being saved, he added to the church. God increased the church because he's increasing the family. You see what I'm saying? We would take the focus off of ourselves. It's in, in the footnotes in this, it says, this, the prophet announces to the people that their current frustrations and adversities result from giving their time and energies to building their own homes instead of rebuilding God's house. And, and he goes down uh, further here. Let me finish uh, reading this. He said... You expected to be well rewarded for all your hard work. But as you see, you're getting back almost nothing. All right. Now, look, you know, uh, uh, that's a these are really, uh, you know, very plain and very clear. As you have brought in prophets, I've blown them away. Why? I, the eternal commander of heaven's armies will tell you why my house has remained in ruins while each of you has been chasing after your own concerns. This is why heaven above you has held back the dew and the earth has refused to produce crops. I caused the drought in both the fields and the hills. All the crops you tried to produce have been affected, including your grain, your new wine, and your oil. All have been damaged Humanity, cattle, and everything you tried to produce yourself. We could add to produce for yourself and, and, and maybe not intentionally, but for ourselves. Amen. Buying into, well, you know, uh, it's every, you know, when times like this come along, uh, like during COVID, during now the economic things, all the upheavals and stuff say, well, I'll tell you what, it's just every man for himself. Amen? When, here's the thing, during the worst of times like this is the most opportune and the best time because there are people that are in trouble. And if you're in dark, in the darkness, you're in real trouble. You're all looking, right? You're looking for light. Yeah. You are looking for exactly, light. and here's and and here's the other thing. Have you have you ever you know a lot of people don't, uh, and I, I I won't go there too far. But when you're if you close your eyes right now and you had to get up and move around, the only thing you can do is feel your way. It's all by feeling. Every bit of it, you know. How are people feeling right now? Confused hurt, disillusioned, disappointed, you know, they are ripe and ready for just a little bit of light. Mm -hmm. But you have to go to where they are. And where are they? They're just feeling their Mm -hmm. way. 
To have compassion means to feel what they're feeling. Amen. Now, now, you know, we may be feeling certain ways about our trouble and our problems. Amen. In that, we don't discount those, but we dis, we displace those over here underneath faith. And we say, I'm just going to take that by faith. God's going to take care of everything. I've, we sang the song, I've just seen too much. I know too much about God. You know, he's going to handle that. I'm going to take it by faith. I'm going to say what he says to say, but I'm not going to spend all my time, you know, uh, fretting prayers to God about something that I should be taken by faith. I'm going to take my faith and I'm going to hook up with God and I'm going to be faithing for God give me somebody that really, really needs to be touched by you today. Needs to hear from you. Needs, needs to, you to come alongside them. And God, I need you to help me that. And pray that way. Uh, you know, every day. And I'll tell you, opportunities will come. And don't worry. Listen, God will do the saving. God's the only one that can. All right? But the ones that are ripe and ready, you're going to move them a little closer to God. See? I'm gonna, my purpose is to move whoever's in my life a little closer to God today. Amen? But we need to pray for, especially those, and be sensitive to, and have compassion for, those and Jesus said this. He he had come. Uh, they had just killed John, his cousin, and he was distraught about that. He he closed the meeting down, went away to pray, and when he came back, he said that there was this great crowd of people. And he said he had compassion on them and and started touching them and healing them. He said because they are like sheep without a shepherd, they are lost, confused, undone. Amen. He had, he had great personal trauma and, and drama. He chopped John's head off unjustly, murdered him. Are you listening? This wasn't some, the, the, the relationship there was that they were cousins. Certainly in the kingdom of God, they had distinct, you know, uh, roles and all of that kind of stuff, which would have made it even more so. Are you listening? But these boys grew up together. Just as boys. Cousins. Are you listening? They were not distant and it was not some business arrangement. This hurt Jesus' heart. But he set that aside. Are you listening? And he, and he still, he said, the best way you know, to handle this is stay with what God called me to do. Which is minister to the uh, you know, the lost sheep. He called Israel the lost sheep of Israel. That's how he viewed the, everybody in Israel. Not as saved. They weren't. They were undone. They were religious. He goes, the lost, I am sent to the lost sheep of Israel. Are you hearing? Well, uh, here's, here's where, we, you know, we have a choice. He said, consider your choices. So when God, when we listen to God, when we look and we see what God is saying, acknowledge what God is, is showing us, then the choice is, is to, and I wrote it down upside down here, it should be, I'll tell you the first thing always, we have a reaction. 
But then we can respond. How many of you have had a reaction uh, in your life when, you know, when God says something that's kind of strong? Sometimes, you know, uh, you know, uh, sometimes the strong God says some strong things. Amen. Especially when he's adjusting us. When, and he's not unkind. He's just simply saying, I want you to think about this. I want you to consider your ways. He said, I want you to see how this is working out for you. He said, I don't want you to be play, react and just throw the blame. Loss, listen, the result of the fall is we throw the blame all around everywhere. You know, instead of take the responsibility and bow our head, bow our heart, just say, I'm listening, Lord. You're right, you know. Uh, I, th- I thought everything that I was doing was for you, but I'll tell you honestly, you know, perhaps a lot of it was for me. Perhaps I shifted away from what concerns you most and I'm talking mainly to you now about what concerns me the most. Maybe I'm, maybe I've got too much. Uh, maybe the vision in my eyes is too much of the rubble of the trouble that I haven't even I haven't even driven by your your house that lays in ruins because I'm trying to I'm just trying to make uh, you know my life a little better. just trying to survive well you know it says then Zerubbabel Sheetil's son Joshua Jehozadak's son and the high priest and all those who had returned obeyed the voice of the eternal their tree God now listen they took seriously the message they just took seriously the message brought by the prophet Haggai uh, being he had been sent by the eternal one whom they worshipped and they feared. You know, when we're, worship, when we're worshipers of God and we fear God, not, you know, we fear of that we have respect and honor towards God, um, then, uh, then that is the right response, say. God knows about the reaction. I like this, that there was, he said, on the first day, the first message come, and God really said, now look, I need you to listen to me, and I want you to look at your circumstance and your situation. You're in a not enough. You're surviving. All right? In the, uh, uh, in, um, in the message Bible, he says this, because while you've run around caught up with taking care of your own houses, my home is in ruins. That's why, because of your stinginess. And so he's not just talking about finances, all right? The world makes everything about money. Sometimes we make everything about money. It's not about money. If it is, we're on the wrong footing. He's talking about our, our time, our energy our resources, our gifts and abilities of, of just using those all for our own concerns rather than for what concerns God, his house, his, the people. Amen. He said, and so, 
I've given you a dry summer and a skimpy crop. I've matched your tight-fisted stinginess by decreeing a season of drought, drying up fields and hills, withering gardens, not enough baby formula. A lot less chicken. And oh, by the way, gas prices. Stunting vegetables and fruit. Nothing, not man or woman, not animal or crop is going to thrive. Now here you see the heart of God. He goes, okay, you survived. You worked really hard, but, but you know, you, it, you should have had more than enough, but you still find yourself in a not enough. And he said, here's the thing. You know, we see a key right there. He goes, you're surviving. He goes, but none of it is going to thrive. God's will is for his people in his work to thrive, his family to thrive. That's the heart of God. Amen. Always. And it says, then Zerubbabel, same verse scripture we just read, uh, and Joshua, and all the people with them listened. They really listened to the voice of their God. When God sent the prophet Haggai to them, they paid attention to him. In listening to Haggai, they honored God. Then... Haggai, God's messenger, preached God's message to the people. I am with you, God's word. This is how God got Zerubbabel, Joshua, and all the people moving, got them working on the temple of the God of the angel armies. This happened on the 24th day. Now, he started on the 21st day, came the first message. Look, listen, I need you to learn something here. He had 23 days in between there. Are you listening? That they considered some things. They thought about it. And I'm sure and just not thought about it. They started. They, they made some decisions. And started moving and things. He gave them one thing. He said go get some wood. <laughs> and start work. Amen. Uh, John Fuller. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, went and got some wood. Started on the deck. Uh, uh, Lonnie fixed the women's toilet, you know, and all of you are doing, you know, uh, what you're doing. But here's the thing, you know, the priority came back to God didn't say, just don't tell me, show me something. All right. You know, don't go by your feelings. Start walking by faith now. We've been too much in the feelings. And let's go. Let's go walk by faith uh, here. And so the 24th day, see, when God, God will say that he goes, because you, you'll see this repeated He'll look and he'll say, see how they responded. Now watch how God responds. When we draw near to God, God draws near to you. And the next message was this. It says, when they took it seriously, they, they made a decision. They, they had time, you know, uh, not just to tell God. They had some time to show God. Are you listening? They started walking by faith again. They started working. At what they were supposed to be working on. God said you go back and tell them. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because you know when things are not enough. You start questioning. You know is God really with us? Why aren't we thriving? Why is it not working like. We're, you know is it wrong to do that? No. You know remember uh, Gideon. He goes. He's, he's hiding in a wine press. You know, uh, uh, beating out a meager Hargus. And he goes, where's all the miracles? 
Where's the move of God? Where's the great and mighty acts of God? Are you listening? And, and did he ever write to question that? Yeah, absolutely. But the angel told him, he goes, right where you are, big boy. Here's what I want you to do. You go do something. And he goes, I can't go do that. I'm the least of the least. You don't know who you're talking to. God said, you know, I know exactly who I'm talking to. I've got to use somebody, and I'm going to use somebody that at least questioned, where are the, the miracles of God? Where is the thriving? Where is the work of God? Well, he says, well, you know, when you respond to me in faith, then I'm going to respond to you. I'm with you. And it says this, that that's how he got them moving. Do you think we should do some move? It, a move of God looks like a move of people. But what direction should we move in? We should move our faith towards the harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Because the laborers are working on their house instead of working on God's house. I'm not talking about a few. Are you listening? But it's not the main thing. The main thing is, is that God wants his physical building full. Are you listening? From... Us laboring in the field, bringing the harvest in the barn. God knows what to do with it. God will save them. God will heal them. God will deliver them. God will get to them. But we, but the harvest just doesn't, you know, this praying, you know, God send them in. God's saying, I got to send somebody out to bring it in. I'm not going to just send it in. You can't stand here and, and you know, well... You know, I guess we've gotten used to this. I'll just call into Walmart and they'll have it ready and bring it out to me. You know, that's not how it works. <laughs> Are you listening? Well, yeah, it's called customer service and I need to be served. <laughs> well, we're talking about, God, about serving God, right? Yes. Laboring, laboring, a laborer. Who gets paid? Well. The worker, the laborer. Without the worker, can the work, will the work, does the work get done? So if the harvest is not in the barn, it's because it's still in the field. If it's still in the field, it's because there's no laborers in the field. And God said this, pray that the Lord would send laborers into his harvest. Well, you know, God send Pastor Bruce and Sandy into the harvest. He very well may have to do that. Amen. The harvest isn't here in this house. It's out there in the factory. Out there in the streets. Are you listening? Hallelujah. I, I don't have a problem with that. I, everywhere I've ever been on a job, I witness. I am a witness. I'm there as a... On assignment. And I'm going to win somebody. I'm going to move them closer to the Lord. They're going to be closer to God. When I leave there than when I came. And the day and time that we're living in. I'll tell you what now. You know the Lord said lift up your eyes. There's a harvest ready all around us. If we're praying for that. Praying as a laborer. Praying for the opportunity. Determined to do the work. But now he said this. That God would force the labor's out, you know. Sometimes we have to be forced out. There's no other way because we, you know, uh, 
God. We were going to have a barn dance. We have a family reunion planned. And we're, we've got this space all rented out for us. For the family that we have. We, we, we have plans that God says, I want to, look, you know, uh-uh. The barn is for the harvest. Are you listening? The barn is for the harvest. I've got a harvest that needs to come in. We celebrate afterwards. But right now we need to be working. Amen. Does it make sense to you? Now listen, what would this look like? You know, uh, what would it look like in our lives? It would be, again, taking these words seriously. It would be listening to this as a message, looking and realizing where things actually are, where we are, where the world is, where God is position uh, is that and our condition it would also be then turning our faith towards uh, and putting our faith and works on uh, increasing the family of God believing beyond ourselves for the lost sheep the lost ones the new to be born yet to be born again ones the new ones Because they are, you know, God makes no mistakes now. You know, if we will, we will get what we're believing for. See, that's what we'll get, what we are believing for. Amen. And God's saying, I need you to trust me with your house. Okay. I need you to quit working on your house, getting that all fixed up and all in order and just perfect for you and your four and no more. See? And, and trust me with that. I will take care of your house as you take, start taking care of my house. Amen? And you know, we found that when we're a witness, we had to do this because a lot of our family was way far away. But they've come in. We were really the first ones to get saved. And, and one by one, uh, they came in to the kingdom of God. But we could not be there to witness to them. We had to be a witness for other people's families. We had to tend to God's business and believe that he would take care of our business it was wonderful because we were just far removed we had to take it by faith we couldn't be there to micromanage all their little affairs day by day we had just take it by faith but we we did somehow in our heart catch by the holy spirit that as we took care of god's business he would take care of ours and he has and he continues is everybody no not everybody but they're on their way God's cords of love are around them. Amen. There's a hedge of, of fire around them and there's a hedge of thorns around them. Amen. I mean, you know, uh, they're coming in. Every last one of them, we take it by faith. Do you call them and talk to them every day about it? No, we don't have to. God does. He calls them up in the middle of the night without a, without a cell phone bill. He deals with them while they're in the shower. He deals with them while they're driving down the road. You can't get away from God. Amen. I just believe that as we do what God called us to do, are you listening? That, that what we've called upon God to do that only He can do, 
He is doing that. We simply take that by faith. Amen. What would that look like in, in, uh, uh, in your and my life? It would look like a people that are, that are going in a different direction. That have lifted up our eyes to God. Have listened and have looked and have taken seriously his words. And now God would give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Are you listening? And a compassion to go where people, to feel what they feel. See, just to be sensitive to God and in that sensitive to those that, that, that right now, uh, you know, uh, they, are the, they are in need. They're in the, this uh, rubble of trouble. And especially those uh, that are in darkness. And the world is dark and it's getting darker. Amen. And sometimes, remember Lonnie at uh, uh, um, men camp, just striking one little match. Behold, what a little fire. What a little fire. A tongue attached to a heart that cares. A tongue that will just speak for God. And sometimes that speaking for God isn't, you know, having all of the answers. It's just sometimes it's saying, you know, listen, uh, you know, I'm sorry that this has happened. I'm sorry what you're going through right now. And I want you to know that I've been praying for you and that God cares. And God sees and God knows. And I'm going to trust him. And I want you to know you can too. And you may not. You know, you may not be able to say, now repeat after me. You know, say this prayer. No, you know, that may happen and we believe for that. But here, even if that doesn't, move them closer to God. Care and God will share with you. He'll give you insight. He'll The gifts of the Holy Spirit, all these things are available to us to reap a harvest. Amen. But we've got to, first of all, be interested in the harvest. And the harvest has to be more than me for, my for, and no more. It's going to require really an honest assessment uh, of, uh, of where things are and uh, where you've been. You know, I mean, for San and I, boy, I'll tell you, you know, we have been, uh, um, you know, if you ever get, if you ever get to, uh, um, called on the carpet, you know, uh, that's a good place to stick your nose in the carpet. You know what I'm saying? What would call us on the carpet? Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when, you know, when for all your work you expected to have a greater reward, you know, what would be the greatest reward? People for your life. People for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. As Pastor Ron comes, so hopefully um, in our hearts today, you know, this is what has been our prayer too, is 
<clears throat> help us, God, God to refocus, yeah. you know, what are we looking at? To refocus uh, us focusing on our problems, mm-hmm. our troubles, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on what everything else and what everybody else is saying and get focused back on God's vision, mm-hmm. God's desire, and God's vision is is for his people to be saved, for his house to be full of his children, of his family, of his power, of his love, of his mercy, of his miracles. You know, so let's just believe God today. God, help us to get back the focus on your vision, on Father's business. The harvest. You know, his family, the lost that are out there, the the deceived, the hurting. You know, let us get back focused on the harvest of God. Let us commit that, God, we're going to be busy about your business. And we know, we know by faith that you're going to take care of our business. You know, and maybe you're watching or maybe you're here today and in your heart you say, well, maybe I don't know this Jesus and I'd like to know him. Well, we want to give you an opportunity today. So pray with me. Say, dear Lord, dear come into my heart. Come into my life. Come into my life. Be Lord of my life. Be Lord of my life. I believe you died for me. I believe you died for me. And I believe that you love me. And I believe you love me. And I want you to be. And I want you to be. Lord over everything in my life. Lord over everything. And today I'm going to walk with you. Today I'm going to walk. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. And I'm giving my whole life to you. And I'm giving my whole life to you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And maybe though you're saying out there, well, you know, I used to walk with God, but over the past few years, I've gotten away. Or maybe I even show up at church, but I, the fire's not there anymore. I'm not committed like I used to be. The, that desire and that fervent to be concerned about the harvest seems like it's dwindled away. Well, Father... I pray today, God, help us to come back to that place. Help us to come back. Forgive us, Father, where we've lost and maybe have set aside your vision and your love, your first love for those that do not know you. And, Father, we just thank you, God, today, too, that maybe there's people that are watching or here in the house that their bodies are struggling with sickness and disease. They've been attacked physically in their bodies. I just thank you right now that God, that we thank you for already for that you took on the cross. God, you already bore all all our sickness, that we've already been healed. But today, God, we receive it by faith and we start taking step day by day, step by step. And we receive the total manifestation of your healing and wholeness in our bodies. And we thank you for it, Father. And if you have prayed any of those prayers, especially if you're watching or you tune in later, you can contact the church by our website or by sending a private message through uh, our Facebook page and request some information, request if there's anything we can do to help you or request prayer and we will pray for you. 
And if you're in the house, of course, always remember these altars are always open and there's people that want to agree with you and pray with you and pray for you for every area of your life. And we just want you to know how much we love you and we appreciate each and every one of you. So until next time, remember that God loves you and so do we. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.